Hi, I'm TJ Thomas, and this is Therapy Thursday, a weekly collection of easy, approachable, bite-sized tips to help your mental wellness journey. As a clinical therapist, I've spent thousands of hours working with clients, and now I want to bring the therapy love to all of you. Let's go. Hey guys, welcome back to Therapy Thursday. I'm TJ Thomas. Now, as many of you know, yesterday was Transgender Visibility Day. So I wanted to take today to talk about this very, very important topic to help give us some education and maybe some insights that hopefully can help to reduce some of the stigma and reduce some of the difficulties that transgender people have to face in going through their everyday lives. So now, first thing right off the bat that I wanna say is that as a cisgendered person, I am not trying to speak for transgendered people. What I'll be sharing with you today are some of the things that I've learned from the clinical side of things as being a therapist and studying and having a few transgender clients, the things that I've learned from some of my transgender friends and the things that I've learned in my own research. But to better understand the transgender experience, you need to hear from and speak to transgender people. Along that same line, I also wanna preface this with the fact that I don't understand the experience and I don't think any cisgender person really can fully understand what the experience is like. It would kind of be like if you're colorblind your entire life and you don't know what the color red looks like, trying to describe red. You can try, but it's really hard to describe a color if you've never seen it. And it's really hard to describe an experience if you've never felt it. So a lot of this is just listening to people's stories and trusting their experiences when they tell us what's going on for them. Because we don't know what it feels like if you're not in that situation. And that's what Transgender Visibility Day is all about, is helping make these stories more visible. So do your research. Listen to podcasts and websites and blogs. There's so many resources that are already out there and recorded, but don't overly burden transgender people in your own life to make it their job to educate you. There's plenty of resources already out there. Just go look for them. Okay, so now let's go into what I can talk about today, which is some of the more clinical side of things. Right off the bat, in the DSM-5, which is our diagnostic manual, there is an experience that is called gender dysphoria. Gender dysphoria is described as the constant distress of identifying as a gender that is different from your physical characteristics. The best analogy I've heard for explaining gender dysphoria is that it's like the feeling of being carsick, but all the time, and you can't get out of the car because the car is your body and it's your life. Now, not all transgender people experience gender dysphoria. Just like any other life experience, the transgender experience is on a spectrum, and not every transgender story is the same. Some transgender people experience gender dysphoria. Now, on the converse side of that is gender euphoria, which is something that's expressed by a lot of transgender people when they finally start getting to feel like themselves. This can be as simple as wearing clothing that is typically identified with the opposite gender or doing your hair in that gender's typified way or wearing makeup or a lot of these very, very simple experiences that it just is this overwhelming sense of peace and satisfaction and like something finally feels right. Now we also need to talk about gender versus sex. Now the language that surrounds the transgender experience and transgender issues are constantly in flux and evolving, and that's okay. Currently, the way we talk about it usually with transgender experience is the differences between gender and biological sex, or sex assigned at birth. Sex assigned at birth, or biological sex, is the physical characteristics that we assign as male or female, and they usually come down to genetics and genitalia. The vast majority of the time in the medical world, we see a distinction between men and women. However, even within the seemingly clear-cut world of biological sex between male and female, there is also intersex. There are babies born with genitalia who are not able to easily be identified between male and female. Even when it comes down to our DNA and our chromosomes, there are intersex markers. So even medically, it's not as clear cut and as simple as 
men, women, nothing else. And when you move beyond that, we move into gender. And gender is something that is a social construct. Gender is typically how we define masculinity and femininity, the way we express what our gender is supposed to mean. And these things change not only from culture to culture, but across time periods. I mean, you can look at something as simple as makeup and high heels, things that in today's Western society, we would say are very feminine traits. And you trace it back to even just a couple hundred years ago in Europe, makeup and high heels were all the rage for the richest men that it was kind of like this peacock kind of identity where the men were the ones who were being the more colorful and dressed up and fabulous of the sexes. So while there may be some characteristics that we might find more typically within men than in women or women than within men, it's not just a clear cut thing. Additionally, the transgender is actually just an umbrella term that covers a lot of different identities. Typically, most people probably think of transgender as either a male identifying as female or a female identifying as male. But there's a whole lot more to it than that. There are those who identify as a gender different from their biological sex, but who don't feel the need to medically transition. There are those who just want it as an outward expression. There are those who are agender who feel that they're neither male nor female. And there are those who feel that they are both male and female. So the experience of transgender is very nuanced and very specific and individual for each person. So we need to really work to get rid of the stereotype blanket coverage that we have. Another part of this very individualized personal experience is the use of pronouns. Some transgender people are fine using the pronouns of their biological sex. Others want to use the pronouns of their gender identity. Others may want to use neutral pronouns like they, them. I know that altering the pronouns that you've been using for someone for your whole life can be difficult and it can take some practice. And guess what? Transgender people know it too. But it's a simple matter of respect for a person to try. Just like if someone decides that they no longer want to go by their first name. Like in seventh grade, I decided that I wanted to stop going by TJ and I wanted to try going by Joey for my middle name. And it was such a simple thing for my friends or family members to just go along with it and be like, okay, he wants to be called Joey now, so we're going to try calling him Joey. Sometimes they would forget. Heck, sometimes I would forget. And it didn't last very long. I don't want to try to make that sound like it's the same thing because obviously going by a different name and being transgender are very different experiences. But just like it would be easy and simple and just a sign of respecting someone's wishes to call them a new preferred name, it's the same thing to call them a new preferred pronoun. Yeah, it might trip you up a couple times, you might get it wrong a couple times, it might take a little while to get used to, but it's just showing that person that you respect them and their wishes and their desires enough to let them self-identify and that you're going to be affirming of that identity. So I hope this has been helpful today. This is really just the tip of the iceberg of understanding a lot of the complex realities of the transgender experience and what transgender people face every day in their life. I hope this has been somewhat helpful, but really what I would like to invite all of you to do is to go straight to the source. Find the articles, the podcasts, the interviews of transgender people explaining their experience and what they're going through and what their life is like and what this means to them and listen to them and their stories because that's the only way that you're going to be able to get even close to understanding what they're going through to be able to empathize with them more and to be able to help them out and to be able to be a safe kind person for them i just want to finish today with saying to any of my transgender non-binary friends followers clients anyone out there listening you are important you are valued you are loved I care about you and I am here for you. I know that this world is not always a easy, kind, or even safe place for you to exist as yourself. But I hope that you know that with me, you will always be welcomed, loved, and have all of the safety and space that you need to be authentically you. Thanks for watching. That's our Therapy Thursday for today. As always, message me if you have any requests or questions, and I'll see you next week.
Thanks so much again for listening. If you enjoyed this or other episodes of Therapy Thursday, please consider rating and leaving a review wherever you're listening to your podcast. It really, really helps us to be able to get this in front of more people. Of course, remember that this is a podcast, not therapy, and it should not replace any treatment by a licensed mental health care professional. And I invite you to follow me along on my Instagram at TJ Counseling for more mental health tips.